Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Thank you, Farad, and welcome back, all of my baby boomer buddies. We are back with another episode in the podcast designed just for you, the baby boomer. And we do it as a team. And uh, with uh, with me this week are our usual team members from uh, Colorado. Please say hi to Carolyn Strauss. Hey, so I made it a decision this week that I am boycotting the news because there's nothing in the news right now. I can look outside and see the smoke from the fires in California because I'm in Colorado. So I'm boycotting the news. So from 10 to 11 o'clock at night in Colorado, Shit's Creek is on. And I am now addicted to the Shit's Creek situation. So if, if the news is bumming you out, just find something else to watch from 10 to 11 at night. So you're basically up Shit's Creek without a paddle. You really exactly. have nowhere well, else to go. Exactly, but we all are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm, I'm just embracing my Shit's Creek situation. <laughs> and, and from the state of Indiana, please welcome the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. Hey, congratulations to Edith Murray, who just, uh, uh, at 100 years old, just entered the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's oldest power competitive power lifter i saw uh, that yeah yeah, i saw that uh uh, not really much competition uh in your age class at that age (laughs) 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 which i think she actually her uh her record is 65 pounds wow well that's still pretty good you know when you get to be a hundred and, that's what know. she weighs or what she lifts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what she weighs with her walker. <laughs> and speaking of old people, I went uh, I went this weekend to uh, to see Willie Nelson in concert. Did and he sing one note? Because I saw him like three years ago. Not one note came the, out of the, his mouth. The voice is still there. The guitar playing is still there. The 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 show is billed as Willie Nelson and Family. It was a lot more family playing than there was him, you know. But uh, he's just—he's just frail. The the braids are gone. The beard <gasps> is gone. You're he kidding. looks through the binoculars. He looked like the crypt keeper, man. I mean, he did not <laughs> did not look well. But the voice is still there, and the, and the guitar fingers are still there. But it was the whole the entire so up at Ravinia, as I don't know how many thousands of people there, all old people. <laughs> they're all they're all boomers man it, it was uh, it was amazing it when was i saw amazing. him last the only thing that was coming out of his mouth smelled like a skunk <laughs> well we are going to have a guest in a couple weeks a musician named jed clampett who has actually written with R- willie nelson played with him and he's got a new album coming out and we're going to have him in a couple weeks if things work out the way i expect them to well, cool. We can really? ask him That's what they're stories. calling it now, huh? Writing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you guys ever thought about retiring? You know, as, as, as performers and speakers, we don't really have a pension plan set up, you know. <laughs> we never really thought about retiring, saying, oh, only five years away. Have you ever thought about it? My pension plan is alimony. So I'm, <laughs> I'm looking. Uh, all you need is that donor. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Tim? Have you ever thought about retiring? Uh, I, I hope I have, still have a kidney I can sell. 
<laughs> oh, Tim, somebody's getting to supply and demand, babe. Somebody's going to want to buy it. <laughs> As I like to tell people, though, I have enough money to last me the rest of my life. As long as I die by Thursday, you know, <laughs> I'll be okay. But we, uh, you know, we, we wanted to look into retirement as a topic for this week. So, uh, so we went out and we got us somebody that knows more than us, which is a lot of people, but we got the best one. Most everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the, uh, one of the biggest concerns for baby boomers is as, as we, as we progress through the years is retirement. You know, what are we going to, what's, what's it going to be like? You know, do we have to retire? I have a lot of friends who say, ah, I'll retire the day after I die. They plan on working forever. Uh, you know, but I think most of us would like retirement, but the, you know, the three of us really don't know anything about it. So once again, we have gone to great expense to bring in an expert on retirement. I thank you very much. And it's actually called Next Stage because the concept is, is that you're moving to a new stage of life. Some call it retirement. Some call it any number of different things. You know, and it's a time for really, if you look back on your life, you probably had a, it was composed of a number of stages. You're an adolescent for a while. You're a teenager. You're a while in, in creative 20s, whatever your 30s were, your soccer mom, soccer dad. Now you're finished with your careers and ready to move on to the next stage. Well, but see, you know, for us, at least I'm sure uh, Tim and I, and I believe Carolyn, we're still stuck in our 20s. And uh, we never uh, never really matured out of that. So this is a big shock to us. You know, all of a sudden, there's more sitting and pudding than there is, you know, drinking and dancing. <laughs> Very true. But you think of it this way. Think of it as a way that you basically, most people at some level are done with their careers. I mean, you're not looking for the next promotion they're not looking for the next big deal but they want to do things they want to get involved they want to stay engaged we're curious people we we love to do things we're not we're redefining these baby boomers are redefining what retirement means it does no longer means that concept of sitting around work on your golf game and you know drink in the afternoons although some people do that as well but it's really a concept of saying you now have a choice of probably 20 years maybe 30 a really to-be-determined stage of life. And now, so what are you going to do with that time? Well, and that's the question. You know, are there steps to go through? Do you have recommendations? Do you have ideas on what we should do with all that extra time? Well, you know, I'm glad you asked that because actually the, when I was starting doing the research for the book and I started interviewing people and reading a bunch of books, most of the things that I found out there were books about either retirement, I mean, either about uh, financial planning, if you will, or about, um, you know, places to go before you die. And so I think it was more, it was more to, you know, my next, you know, my life between worrying about my money and worried about, you know, how to keep the, 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 the uh, keep above ground, shall we say. You, yes, you, yes. <laughs> that's exactly what we say on this show. Exactly. So as I began to talk to people, I found that people settled in on about five core questions. And so I built a book around doing research on those five questions. 
and they were and they're really quite simple. They're although the questions are simple, the answers are not necessarily. One is so what are you gonna do with your time? And that's a lot of what you're talking about here. Is what are you gonna do with your time? And I'll spend some I'll come back to this in a second. Second one is are you gonna have enough money? And that takes some really looking at facts and looking at how you feel about money and how do you feel about your own financial security. I feel so, good about money. That's good. I just want to be clear about that. I feel good about it. <laughs> that's great. Third is um, who are you going to live with? I don't mean necessarily a primary relationship, but what happens a lot of times when people leave a workforce or workplace or work setting where they have lots of friends, and all of a sudden on Tuesday afternoon, they're by themselves, there's a redefining, redeveloping of relationships. A lot of research says that people who have strong relationships actually live longer and live happier than those who don't. So third question is, so he can live with. Fourth question is, how do you stay healthy? And there's lots of work now about as we get older, things just don't quite move as rapidly, or we we don't, you know, we generate same direction. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there are many things that don't tend to work like they used to work. And the last question is, so who are you going to be now anyway? Um, and it looks at that question of identity, because I used to be a radio talk host, or I used to be a consultant, I used to be an executive, I used to be a sales manager or whatever. Now I'm a what? And what I look at it in this time is that you can be anything you want to be. The question in the subtitle of the book is create the life you want, because this really is that time, which I just find ex really quite exciting. That says I can really go and do and be whoever I want to be. If I want to work, that's fine. But I want you to make that choice not because you didn't couldn't think of anything else to do, but because you love the work. The love, the work you did, you find meaningful. You find it makes you happy. It gives you more additional income, whatever. Or you do other things, and a lot of people involved into that. So, so I, I deal with these questions in a way that helps people think about it holistically. Okay, so. Can we look at one of the questions? Sure, I'd love to. Top three ways to stay healthy as a baby boomer, go. Okay, um, is diet, exercise, and doing something special for yourself. Diet is- Wow, that's original. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> diet, exercise, I'll, I'll, really? I'll get down into it a little bit better. I was hoping it was gonna be cookies and beer. There you go. <laughs> Uh, 10% of your, keep proteins limited to 10 to 15% of your total input, stuff like that. Exercise, interesting on exercise, walking is, I realized, saw an article recently, that walking is the one of the most healthiest things that people can do. Most people walk like 3,000 steps a day. You don't need to do 10, because that's shown research to not really be meaningful. Seven to eight, double the amount of steps you take. Second question is when you're walking, there's a thing called interval training. So when you're walking, after about eight minutes, kick it up, walk really fast or whatever you're doing. If you're running, you're jogging, you're, you're doing some sort of cycling or whatever. After about eight minutes, kick it up for about 30 seconds, 45 seconds, and then drop it back down. Eight minutes later, do the same thing. Eight minutes later, do the same thing. It's called interval training. It substantially affects the ability, the cardio system. And so it really rather, than just, rather than just mall walking, you'd recommend that we add shoplifting to it. That's good because you need to walk really fast <laughs> to stay ahead of the police. <laughs> that is genius, Only Tim. Seconds, though, but until you and that takes care of the financial problems too. I love how you think. Hey, I can so, be whatever I want, right? 
you want to be holistic. Think everything ties together. And by the way, if you get caught, you'll make a lot of new friends. <laughs> See, you don't have to worry about who you're going to live with. Oh my God. Exactly. And your dating life and is, 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 uh, is all set too. And you'll all have something in common. Yeah, prison life does have something, you know, desirable, but for some people. Now, I, I don't imagine that's what you meant by this do something special for yourself. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> or yourself or your cellmate. Either way. Either way. So the thing about doing something, the things like uh, the, the things you want to focus on is reducing stress. So, so don't do stuff that you don't find enjoyable. So reducing stress is important. Yeah, uh, focus on your immune system. What's interesting about the COVID vaccines what they do, that the, the, um, the both Pfizer and Moderna, is they boost your immune system. You, they were rediscovering how powerful our immune system is if we can get it to work. So in this stage of our life, look for things that will improve your immune system, like vitamin D and some other things. But lots of people have different ways of looking at that. And third thing is, um, ha you're actually doing this, is having fun and laughing. Because a lot of times people don't take time to just really appreciate and look at the humor of it all. And so it, doing something special for yourself is uh, looking at your own sense of like, I'm going to do something special for me because I love it. So it's exercise and it's diet and it's having and doing something for yourself. And subscribe well, I like to another thing about day the, above ground. It, what was that, Tim? Subscribe to another day above ground. That's uh, Exactly. It's <laughs> also free at this Put it in point. The book. Just exactly. for a limited amount of time. But you were saying that uh, uh, your immune system is up after you've had the uh, the vaccine. And I can feel that. I, I, you know, I can't catch anything. I tried with the bus the other day. I could not catch it. And uh, so, you know. That's a great, it's wonderful. If, and there are many things you can do. Horn. That was a good joke. <laughs> I think the horn left, Dale. Off. I think I think the horn disagrees. <laughs> the horn is no longer above ground. When I am done, <laughs> underground. Yeah, there underground. I go. Go <laughs> fast. Oh, well, let's see. Um, I had another question, but it's yeah. it's left me for a second. Oh, memory. Uh, yes. memory. You <laughs> yeah. know, that's that's the thing that you got to watch out for in, uh, in, in, you know, when you when you retire. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, because there's a lot of it's coming from your brain is not as challenged as it was before. It's not, you know, the juices, if you will, are flowing. So that partly means is that. So, so but, you know, one of the things I do in, in the first section, I talk about how do you find a sense of purpose? And the, me the message is really simple, is that finding things that are really meaningful to you. So what I ask people to do is a funny exercise. And you might be, this will be fun for you guys as well. So I ask people, you, your, your sense of purpose does exist. The question is how you find it inside of you. It already is there. So the, one of the things you do is you look back. So let me ask you a little exercise. Go back into when you were a kid. You're in high school, college, early 20s, or maybe other times. And what were the what were some things that you really really loved doing? Torturing I mean, men. Hmm? Torturing men. <laughs> well, let me just hang on to that. <laughs> we're doing a brainstorming here, so and so that, things that, that actually really gave you a sense that that you know the time could come and go. You wouldn't make any you know it just was gone away. You would just love what you're doing. And what I ask people to do is to look at not just one. So sorry, Caroline, one is fine, but see if you look at four or five or six. And as you begin looking at those events, your first job, your it could be what you're doing today, you know, whatever.
but something that you really love doing and it's such engaging and it gives you this great sense of energy and you work really hard, but you don't feel tired. Look at four or five or six, eight of those and you look at the themes that are embedded in those things. There, there's some things that are in common about that. But then you look forward and you say, where are some opportunities that I can do those things? You can't repeat what you did when you were in your 20s, your 30s, hopefully, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But there's some things that you can do, and when you look forward, that very similar to what you had before. And, and so the challenge is to find that. And the, what I realized in all this is that by finding things that are meaningful, people actually create, it creates happiness. But pursuing things that make you happy does not give you a sense of meaning. Hmm. Interesting. Very, uh, very interesting. Because, you know, the, you're right. You think back as, oh, spring break, that was fun, but not anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? exactly right. exactly don't right. look the same. <laughs> yeah, you go from that, hey, that cute guy is checking me out to, I wish that creepy old man would stop staring at me. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And, and I've got a tip you can you can use when you tell people about uh, how to exercise more. If you want to double your steps during the day, mm -hmm. sleep in the room furthest away from the bathroom. Because that night, you're going back and forth three, four times. You wear your Fitbit, man. You'll be surprised in the morning. That's amazing. They'll get you your 6,000, 7,000 steps, you know, in a day. Just... I go to my neighbor's house, you know, so that's another 100 steps just to get it over there. But, you know, you it's better. To, you know, your neighbor's yard, for that matter. You don't have to disturb them. And then the running back gives you yeah. your interval training. <laughs> See, you guys get it. We're reaching, we're re, as this baby boomers are redefining what retirement means and what it is all about. It's about finding those things that get, get you going. And you ask the question, how much money do you have? How yeah. much money do we need, Tom? Bottom line it. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't, that's all depends. That's hard to answer in a general sense. But what I like to do is you think of it at some point when you do the analysis of where your money's coming from, and there's all kinds of you know, talking with a financial planner, I'm a very strong believer in working with financial planners, at least legitimate, honest. There are a lot of people out there who are going to find ways to separate you from your money, find a really good one who understands what you're about and help you with the financial planning and looking at both with sources of income and breaking up your, your expenses and what they look, look like and what they can project. So you do that kind of analysis and you project out maybe 20, 30, 40 years, whatever. Always people always say project out to age 100. And the reason I say 100 is the two reasons, one of which is um, so you want to make fine. You don't want to run out of gas at the time when you're least able to respond. So you could spend your money now, but if you run out when you're in your mid 80s and you live to 100, it ain't going to be a pretty picture. You'll be least able to handle it. So you can handle it now better than then. And the second thing is that the people growing over uh, 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 reaching 100 is increasing by over a thousand percent. So you might make a hundred. <laughs> so you might, well, at least two of you might. I'm not sure. Well, see, I, I don't think I'm ever going to run out of gas because the older I get, the more I get. I know. You know? <laughs> and so I don't I, like <laughs> out of gas. That's true. That's true. We need to recycle that. That's part uh, that of that horn's in Alaska by now, Dale. <laughs> 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 and so what I do when people look at the financials, you put yourself on a continuum, and like a, I call it a one to five scale. One is I'm, in, I'm, I'm facing a significant deficit, 
or the alternative, I have significant surplus when I look at my income versus my expenses that's projected out over the next 20, 30 years. And it's important to just know this. And then the idea is, is that if you're sort of on the I'll call it left hand side, you're more of a deficit. Well, then you got to make some changes now that will prevent you from running out of gas, or that kind of gas, the right kind of gas. You know, versus if you're on the, on the uh, you know, if you're re relatively wealthy, you don't have anything to worry about. I mean, you can, one is really appreciate where you're about, but how you got here, you know, that's really important. And you can start thinking about legacy and other kinds of things. So financial, the financial planning part of this exercise is really to just create a sense of peace of mind so that you don't think about your money, that you know you're going to be okay. And it's going to be kind of in the background. And so that you can, therefore you can focus your life on doing fun and creative and stupid stuff. Another here's another financial tip for yeah. the baby boomers oh, is boy. every time you buy something, you ask for your senior discount. You would be yeah. amazed how many times you get it. And if they say no, I've always said, what do you mean? Everybody <laughs> offers this. The pie shop offers a senior discount for crying out loud. That's yeah. why I wear this hat. What about yeah. my senior discount? So a lot of you know what's so good about that is that they're all everybody has little tricks and trade to make their life better. That's, and, and that's okay. That's part of what this is about, is, is finding those things that will create a better sense of life. And because I look at this, when I, you know, when I start talking to people, I found a lot of people are really scared about this time. And a lot of people were really excited. People who are excited because they're seeing lots of free time and they were going to really go play, improve their golf game and go travel and see friends and take naps and all that kind of stuff. And another group of people were really like frightened because they saw it as kind of a big dark hole. And they all knew somebody within quitting their job within six months, they were dead. And they said, Jesus, what's going to happen to me? And so what I realized is that most people are feeling both of those. Is, is when you hit about 55, you know, at that stage, and you're not as, and people are working to their 65s and 70s. There's a different problem. I'll talk about that in a second. But the issue is, is that you start thinking about, it starts in the back burner, then it starts to get a little bit more important, then it starts moving to the front burner, and you start thinking about more, planning, and thinking about it more, thinking about it. Um, and that's where I came up with the idea of the book, is to give people a, a guide. How do you get yourself through this time? Because that's, you know, if I could make a contribution to help one person, including myself, because I Writing the book was a wonderful experience for me to realize how unique and special this time of, of life is. That's why I call that the next stage. I call it the stage. I actually call it reinventing adulthood. That's why I actually call oh, the stage because that's I what we're a, doing. Carolyn's so working on a book, reinventing adultery, and uh, so that's really different. I'm working on perfecting it, Dale, not reinventing <laughs> it. It's a different book now. Yes, some things need continuous improvement. I've got a question. You you said that there, you said that there's problems uh, with people working in their seventies. Uh, I think the biggest problem with people working in their seventies is Congress. <laughs> here, 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 here. Yes, right. And there's some in their eighties as well. Nineties, so, I think. Somebody, right? Yeah, it's so, but they're, but they're there by choice. So I guess they ought to be there. You know, it's people elect them. I don't know, they choose to run. So whatever. You know. As long as people are doing the right thing, sorry. Oh, well, yeah, but seriously, seriously, you yeah, did say that there, is, that there are a different set of problems working in your seventies. Is that? Well, yeah. Probably there's two issues. One of which is it, um, those individuals oftentimes create rags in the pipeline in, inside companies. 
I've been asked by several companies to figure out a way to get people who are in their late 60s and 70s who are showing no signs of leaving. And now what's happening is that companies are losing the people who are in their 50s to other companies because they see, you know, they want that next job. They want that promotion. And if they get that promotion, that will be the pinnacle of their career. That's what they're looking for. If they don't get it inside their own company, they'll get it someplace else. And the reason is important to get people who are really been good people, I mean, good performers and great contributors, been with the company for lots of many, many years. How do you encourage them to now look at the next, this is really a next stage for them to move on. And then that means is what's called a phased retirement plan. So you start like, and you give people not just three months, you know, most systems inside HR and, and organizations are meant for people to leave quietly and quickly. And, and they and yet with a security people, guard holding a Xerox box. Exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> yet what most people want, like ARP did this study, like eighty percent of the people said, um, "How do you would you tell your employer your retirement plans?" And they said, "No." And they said, "But what would you want? You know, phased retirement, leave, you know, you know, gold, cold turkey, whatever." Most people want to phase it out over like eighteen months or two to three years. So organizations that create off-ramps for people that allow them to still have engagements with the business, but no longer really being employed in the same kind of way, have a real competitive advantage for getting those people who need to move on to move on and create opportunities, promotions for people who are in their 50s and looking for the next job. It's, I think we have this interesting um, sort of a, a, sort of a, a um, demographic tsunami, if you will, because there are 10,000 people a day turning 65. 10,000 a day turning 65. And that's going to go on for another 18 years. This is your audience. This is what this is. These are the people who are above ground. Um, yeah, well, and, I think demographic tsunami is a great name for a band. Yeah. That would be <laughs> absolutely perfect. Dude, old, an old person's band, old guys and girls. So. Well, what other kind was there back when there was real music with notes and everything? Absolutely. Anyhow, Tom, your uh, your book is called Next Stage, and uh, it's available wherever people buy books, I assume? That's right. That's right. You know, ask or from a bookstore or from Amazon or contact me. <laughs> and how would they contact you? Well, I have a website called mynextstage.org. Okay. And, uh, and you and email me with tom at mynextstage.org. And I called it my next stage because that's what it is. I want people to own their next stage of their life and have a good time doing it. Cool. And and if I could briefly summarize yeah. uh, your book and what we said, because that's what I do. You said there's five questions that you have to answer to know if you're ready for retirement. Do I have enough time? Do I have much, how much money do I have? Who am I going to live with? Am I going to be healthy? It's my identity. So I'm going through there and I'm saying, what happens if you take somebody who has enough time, who has more than enough money, knows who they're going to live with, they're healthy, and you get to identity and boom, Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> so that's it. One of the things I did is I described in that chapter 10 different archetypes. And I could, you know, if I, it, it, that, that says, and what you want to do is you look and you see different ar archetypes. You say, which ones do I want to be? And it's things like, I, mean, I could perform my little characters, but I'll, I'll leave it right now. I'll just say, you could continue working, you, you could be a traveler. You could be somebody who is going to be a basically a, a grandparent or grandparent-like. 
you're going to be somebody who is a dabbler, you know, who's a dilettante, who doesn't really give a crap what goes on, you know. There'll be somebody who is focused on mission, um, a social change. So the idea is, is in looking at those things, you think about something that defines who you are and what you want to do in a really short statement. There was a, a woman, I call her Joanne, came up to me and she said, I read your book, Tom, and I you know, loved it and all that kind of stuff, and I now know who I am. And I said, great, who are you? And she said, I am a uh, food philanthropist. And I said, great, what's a food philanthropist? And she said, well, I love cooking and I love doing, um, make these wonderful meals, but it's more than my husband and I can eat. And so I found an organization that will take this meal that I make and make sure that somebody in my community has a fresh and healthy meal that night. That's right. I have so a friend that does something very similar to that. Yeah. And so yeah. she becomes a food philanthropist. For me, what I am, I'm a AAA guy. I'm an author. I'm an advisor. I still do consulting from clients. And I'm an adventurer. I'd love to go on adventure vacations. I love to adventure travel. I love life as an adventure. So I'm a AAA player. Well, that thing is, you look at a portfolio. Excuse me. You think of yourself as having a portfolio of things that really get you excited. And so each day I'm involved in two or three different things and it's fun. And some days I don't have anything to do. And other days I'm too, too busy. And that's the next stage. Well, it never gets too busy to share your time with us, Tom, because this has <laughs> been uh, this has been really good. Again, your book, Next Stage. And uh, we thank you for uh, for sharing how we can uh, possibly uh, retire well and know exactly who we are and what we're doing and have fun while we do it. Can I leave you with one quote? You betcha. There's a quote from um, Tom Rush that probably this fits your 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 program in ways. He's a you know he's a singer songwriter lives up in New Hampshire, and he's one, I love this guy. In one of his songs, he has this great quote, and he says, "You grow old when you replace hope with regret. You grow old when you replace hope with regret." So our challenge is how do we stay uh, that sense of hope alive in our lives. I've replaced hope with estrogen. Let's see there how is. that goes. Does <laughs> this work for me, however? I just, you know, I don't have to do testosterone, but then I have to worry about prostate. So I you know life's complicated. <laughs> well, let me leave you with a quote by Groucho Marx. Outside of a dog, a book is man's best friend. <laughs> Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. So there you have it. That's one of my favorite quotes. Thank you so much again, Tom Wilson, author of Next Stage, Get the Retirement You Want. Well, there you have it. Everything you need to know about retiring, or at least everything that's in Tom's book. We'd like to thank Tom Wilson for being with us. We would like to thank all of you for listening to us. And we would like to invite you to visit our website, anotherdayaboveground.com, where you can leave us a message, leave us a note, learn more about us. And, you know, it's, it, it, it means a lot because we're very insecure. Anyhow, that's it for this week. Carolyn, any last words? Nope, and if you want more info on me, you can go to carolynstrauss.com. There you go, Tim. Hey, uh, go to my website and find out more information about my TV show, Stand Up, Sit Down. Also, uh, uh, my upcoming show in Minneapolis, uh, number 10, Crash and Burn, coming up, too, if you're in the Minneapolis area. Uh, uh, all, all listed on my website. 
Very cool. And if you'd like to laugh every Friday, go to DaleIrvin.com and press the button for the Friday Funnies. And every Friday in your email, I'll make you laugh with a look at the otter stories in the news. That being said, go out and enjoy the rest of today because it is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.